But the, just think, this is it. No, no. then we have to do another one on Sunday, Jack. It's not it. This is so close to being it. Oh, for tonight. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Right, we're almost done for the night. And then uh, then I have to get up tomorrow morning. I have a bunch of shit going on. I have doing? to record, uh, much like this show, I must record many dork forests. And they must this be edited. This is a nightmare week for you. This it's is a I- lot of bullshit. And then, get this, no Delta. Found, got my flights. Oh. United and American, both airlines that they I wish to eat. bury in the sea. You don't even want to accrue miles on them, right? Uh, no, I don't. But I did find my American Those are both flyer. the airlines that flew into the towers, United <laughs> and, Delta, and American. Uh, well, so pray for me, you guys. This could be <laughs> a posthumous podcast of me not making it. Mm. But uh, but here's the scoop. is um, I'm... F- so I have suggested to several people that I just spend $6,000 and fly Delta to Heathrow and then fly Delta from Frankfurt back to Los Angeles. Oh my God, that sounds wonderful. I am making $3,200. And uh, any but number that's... of people have said to me, no, just suck it up. Just suck it up. Just fly 11 hours to Heathrow and 14 hours from Frankfurt. Mm -hmm. And I have this to say. I have taken up some small amount of whimpering when I get on a plane. Is anyone going to be happy sitting next to me for 11 hours while I whimper? Jackie. Yes. So it would. you're making 32. It would only cost you 2,800. You're negative 2,800, right? Yep. Guess whose gig you took for three thousand dollars less than a month ago <laughs> right it's my gift to you that's it use the money that you didn't deserve <laughs> that you only got because kevin time. made a mistake kevin made... yeah poor kevin and and he probably regrets it to this day being my crazy ass take jokes it when he could have and fly fucking first class both ways um even business would be great you could as long as you can lay down well, and here's the scoop is I don't know that any of that is going to happen because um, they changed the flights today. So I have to plan a flight on Delta that will arrive at the same time and a flight that will leave at the same time. Ish. Ish. You can get to the airport early. No, on I'm, the, I'm on willing the to go early. I'm, yeah. I'm totally willing to get to get there early yeah. and just hang out. Because you'll be so refreshed. You won't even mind. <laughs> right. And... um but there are many. So now I've been given many different options and very little sympathy, except for from this unforeseen corner right here. Thank you very much, dude. Lori Kilmartin. I just did the math for you. That's right. all I do is math now. Now it's I, a lot of people don't know this about Lori Kilmartin. It's all about math. <laughs> all about math now. And uh, pretend, so. listen, just pretend if you hadn't got that gig, it dropped in your lap. Right. Right. Because of a, a mistake. Right? That's free money. It's not your money. It's free money. <laughs> Here's the yes, other thing. Yes, you earned it, but it's free money. I wasn't going to. Use gonna... it 
and treat yourself. There were two gigs that I did in the three weeks that I swore I would not travel. Yeah. One was that gig mm-hmm. <laughs> for three and grand. And you had to go to San Francisco. Oh, the ugliest city in the world, which is only <laughs> a, then, an hour long flight. And then I went to Minneapolis to do the NPR gig. Don't blame me for that. Uh, no, but I also made, I think, like $2,400 on that that I haven't seen yet. So uh, I did make five grand. I mean, here's it's, the thing. It's, it's extra. There are comics listening right now going, stop talking about how much money you have. Jesus Christ, you're irritating me. And I don't blame those comics. <laughs> I think that those comics are correct. So let's stop talking about that. But here's what I might no, do. No, no, no. Here's the thing is, is, yeah, you're not making that money right now. You will be. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or oh, you're talking to the comics is, out there. Yes. This yeah. is a valid conversation to have. Of you're flying to, you're flying to a, a gig, and it, you can make it better for yourself. If you don't, you will be in misery. And right, it's going to take me three days to come back. It's awful, right? So should you take the money that you got on these these bonus gigs you weren't counting on, right? And you know, if you treat were, myself like the Fabergé egg that I am. Yes, if you were a road feature, you could probably fund your life for six months on five thousand dollars, right? For sure. Okay, but you're not. You're you're in, you've done that. You're in a different place right now, and you're you're looking at um, agony on an airplane. For too long. For too long. So, um, yeah. So that is um, an excellent argument. And this pen doesn't work. So I'm going to... So you threw it in my garage. (laughs) I did it for comedic effect. And I made myself (laughs) laugh. And at this late date, I think that we needed it. (laughs) All right. Take it. Take it for what it is. It's great. Okay. So... um, yeah, so those are the flights. I mean, the other thing I could do for sure, for sure, I w- and I'm going to do this, is I'm going to um, use frequent flyer miles from Frankfurt to L.A. Because I'm not even using all of my frequent flyer miles. Uh, Your what? My, uh, my Delta frequent flyer miles. Oh, so you, it wouldn't even cost you $6,000. It'll be free to fly the one way from Frankfurt home. Oh. So it might just be three grand. Dude, then you, it's a break-even trip to Europe. Yeah. Look, what kind of life are you living? I know. I know why even question it is is what I thought. But then everyone I talked to was like, like Chris Mancini, who hosts comedy film nerds. I was telling him, he was like, how about this? How about you suck? And I was like, you're the father of two. You're used to depriving yourself of things. (laughs) I am blessedly childless. Uh, The the barrenness of my womb has caused me to want to treat myself right. Yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. dude, and life is short. <laughs> life know? is so short. It's shorter every day when you're flying honestly, United. Every, yeah. every flight could be your last flight. American? You kidding me? There's Boeings. I'm, I'm getting on a Boeing, you guys. <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen. Plus, with your period spouting off left and right, you don't know when. It's better to have it in first class than right. in because they coach. will find me a napkin. It'll and it won't be a paper napkin. <laughs> what? It, it'll be a seat that's a wipe down, right? <laughs> it won't be a seat um, that. Uh, well, it, what? That doesn't make sense. And so, so I'm gonna. I'm recording oh, one, the last one. Well, no, yeah. I'm recording two more this week. One with Cindy Cabanera. Mm-hmm. You know Cindy Cabanera. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if I know her. I think I know her. You know her brother. Via the internet. John Campanero, yeah, brother? her brother, yeah, okay, and he's stand up, mm-hmm. and um, and then on Friday I'm doing. Is he from Chicago? I John think Campanero, so okay, because I sometimes I, I mix his Campanera last name comics. up with John Camparelli. Oh right, but they're not. That's not okay. 
I don't actually know where they're from. I know it's uh, I know it's either uh, it's east of here, right? <laughs> they're not West Coast. He's not a West so they're Coast not Samoans. Okay, <laughs> I thought that he might be a New York guy. Yeah, because I can't Campanelli. That I think that he's a Chicago guy. Okay, I don't know, um, but she's great. Yeah, and she's going to come on, and so I'm recording one with her tomorrow, mm-hmm. and I'm recording one with Danielle Perez on Friday. Cool. And I think oh, two ep- two episodes ago, I said I was uh, that Carmen Morales was going to feature for me at Flappers because mm-hmm. I haven't done Flappers yet. We're weeks; it's already happened. I've killed. Mm-hmm. I've uh, standing ovations. People carried me off stage. You guys, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. But it's actually going to be Danielle Perez who's featuring for me. Oh, okay, yeah, that's and great. Be, uh, she's doing one night, and that'll be super fun. Awesome. And we're going to do a Dork Forest w- about Mariah Carey. That's okay. her. That's her dorkdom. I don't. I don't even know who that is. She's a singer. You don't know her? I don't know Mariah Carey. That's a fucking meme of Mariah Carey saying, I don't know her. Oh, is that a reference to Mariah Carey? Yes. Well, good for you for getting that. Thank you. I'm sure I've heard Mariah Carey because I, I, I go to gas stations and grocery stores. Oh, my but God. But I'm not saying. Are you workshopping I... your lines for the Dork Forest on this fucking podcast? No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't make fun of Mariah Carey um, on the Dork Forest mm-hmm. because that's not what the Dork Forest is for. I had someone come up to me in Boise last weekend mm-hmm. and tell me that uh, that the Dork Forest has gotten her through the last two years. Wow. Yeah. She was like, uh, she said, at one point, my anxiety was so great. I was listening to them before bed and I'd fall asleep to your voice. Oh, man. There's so much in there. It's your nightmare. I, I can barely it's unpack your... it. There's this weird thing. I don't know. This will be weeks later, but with the WGA. Um, oh, right. We're, 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 we're about to fire our agents, all of us. As a group. It's crazy because of packaging and... Um, the fact that hedge, this is so gross. Hedge funds own WME, CAA, and UTA, and maybe one other one. Really? Hedge funds. These are the people that are bankrupting newspapers. They, they, uh, I don't know. Hedge I don't funds even know own how to those, those agencies. Fund, but they have a ton of money. They go, they buy a company, and they, they go, okay, we need profits. Oh, we're a newspaper. Um, our, our actually, our, our, we highest, don't make any profits. We make some profits, but our, our biggest goal is reporting the news. Well, I don't care. We want profits. We own you now. We right. have shareholders. Your news has to please shareholders. Same with it. Same. So now it's with its agencies. And an agent's job is to get you work and get you as much money as possible for the work. So their 10% is as high of a number yeah. as possible. Yeah. And so now that agents get money from the top, which has nothing to do with your salary commissions. Um, yeah, you're, wait, wait, the agents aren't 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 strictly commissioned anymore. No, they get some of their money's from your commi- from commissioning your work, and other parts of it are just little are coming pieces from they Rupert take Murdoch? from uh, from projects that that are being worked on. And, and it's I'm not explaining it properly, but it's it's something where there's vast sums of money that are not going to writers, and writers' salaries are going down, and and so much more money is being made producing content, but writers, the people that come up with it and originate it, aren't getting aren't getting it. So uh, anyway, it's a, it's a, it's not a strike, and well, everyone can still keep working, but every everyone is pretty much you know with the big four agencies, and I'm with I'm with WME, and I like I like my literary agent there. He's a nice guy. I mean, I hardly ever talk to him because I'm on a. I'm on a show, so yeah. and I'm not trying to get off of it. So, oh right, but um, but he would be the one to get you more work if if something if happened. Something yeah. happened, right? But okay, 
so you know that might i'm going to a meeting um the wga and is is they're doing um yeah, kind of informational meetings i didn't know about the hedge funds and uh, yeah yeah it's just like i think it's an excellent uh ploy though because of because of everybody as, as long as all the writers are, are are in a row you know as long as everybody's yeah, willing to do it pretty much a yes okay it's just it's it's a money grab but it's just gross and yeah. it's it's like amazon not paying any taxes and stuff you're just like what i mean yeah. you are making so much money why are you why are you chiseling it out of our small right. salaries anyway, you right. know, incomparatively small, you know? Right, right. And I don't understand where... David Simon, the creator of The Wire, is just okay. like ranting on... on tw- he's so good. He's so good at, at explaining this stuff and he and his anger is... Uh, is very articulate is, and beautiful. It's vital. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's uh, and yeah, awesome. And so uh, anyway, I, I hope, hope that gets resolved, but it doesn't sound like it. I get these emails from, you know... W W M E from whoever they're the guy that's their their negotiator and yeah. he's making you know the writer sound like we're you know just completely unreasonable and and it's like no I I know writers and I know this they're not unreasonable everyone's you know this is the last thing anyone wants to do this this is no a, yeah nobody wants to do anything it's a it's you confrontation just it to be yeah with powerful people yeah and it's like oh, can i just fucking write monologue jokes or whatever yeah you know? it's it's all any it's all artists want to do is their art and, yeah and be paid fair for it and not be uh, taken for some fucking buggy ride right and but and and that is what has caused the chipping away is mm-hmm. because nobody does like confrontation. Yeah. And so what you need is a, a, someone to r- rally around and someone to come up with an idea as good as this one. You know, it's weird because like, you know, it, it also affects directors and actors, but their guilds aren't as loud as our guild is. Huh. You know, it's like, hey, you guys could step up too. Yeah, you could have our <laughs> well, directors could fire your agents as well. But yeah, so far. A, a, anybody, anybody willing to yeah. st- stand next to us and sol- solidify the, the sitch? Yeah. That is, that's... So I'm going to do that on uh, Saturday morning. Go to that meeting. See how okay. that pans out. And then... Um, and then have to make a decision when? Next week? I forget when the vote is. It's coming up pretty soon. The first week of April or... Because this goes up th- third week of April. Yeah. This might be totally resolved by the time this comes out. We could only hope. Or we're at war. Or at war. Right. Well, I'm hoping that uh, we don't leave NATO while I'm in Eastern Europe. Oh, yeah. And because stranded. Then, I'd be stranded. I would have to uh, march across Syria, much like my grandmother. <laughs> and uh, so uh, that's dark. Uh, Can so, you go to your grandmother's village? They're off the map. They completely destroyed them. So it doesn't exist. It's just you can find the GPS coordinates, but there would be nothing there. Yeah, uh, Chomaklu is where she's from, a little a little uh, town in northern Turkey. And um, my grandfather about 15, 25 miles from there, a place called Tomarza. Mm-hmm. And um, they're both gone from the maps. Though someone told me that um, that the they've settled Kurds, uh, the Kurdish people. The, in, the, in, in Turkey, there are the Turks who are first-class citizens. There are the Kurds who are second-class citizens. Yeah, Turks are assholes in almost every story I hear about and them. And the Armenians are third-class citizens. Mm. And so the Kurds have been given that old ancient Armenian oh. land. And, um, but you know what about old ancient Armenian land? Uh, 
there's no old ancient Armenians there anymore. So uh, leave it to let the Kurds have it. Hmm. Is and, mm-hmm. and granted, I do not have a horse in this race, and uh, I was raised not to have a horse in this race, and I refuse what, to have apolitical. A horse. Yeah, not- I, I I will not. I I am not the political arm of the Armenian. So you're church. not like an Armenian Zionist or anything. They're like called that? Tashnaks. And, oh, uh, Tashnaks. Yes. yes. Wow. And uh, I. I was not raised Tashnak. I was raised um, American, much more secular. Yeah, uh, it was a secular church. The Armenian church I went to, mm-hmm. it was it wasn't secular. It was it was Christian, <laughs> but I mean it was um, the it it was all more interested in a Wisconsin pancake breakfast is what it was more interested in. They're than, good. They're they're good. good. There's nothing wrong with it. Who doesn't want that part of it? <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I'm not going to go to that. Hmm. I'm not, to my knowledge, like, but by the time I, th- I forget where we'll be, because this will be like the 16th or 17th, I think, right? And so this week, 15th, the 15th, taxes are due today. Do you oh. turn, do yours taxes? Oh my God. I'm or going to file Bul- for an extension, uh, extension, travel mm-hmm. to Bulgaria. I'll be in Bulgaria and then Turkey mm. and then Kosovo. And then I'm coming home. I'm home the 23rd or 24th. Mm. And then get this. I immediately go back on the road. Where? Um, I think I'm doing I'm doing North Carolina three different times, with Maria, twice with Maria, and once for the Cape Fear Comedy Festival. Wow! And so uh, I won't need the miles, these frequent flyer miles. Oh yeah, that um, that I was also that was another reason why I wanted to buy a ticket was because I was like, well, I could use the frequent flyer miles. Um, uh, do you work? Did you ever work Charlie Goodnights? No, I never did. Oh, such a I think it's a different. It's a helium now. Oh, is it the same guy that books all the heliums? Okay. Yep. So. Well, I thought just I went on Portland's schedule, and they seem to have more women there. Does Portland have a different booker? Or is it the same person? No, it's the same person. Oh, okay. It used to be Rich Miller for all of them, right? And now I think uh, Grossman's doing all of them. Mm. Um, but. Uh, and he's, you know, and he's booking, he's booking some women. Mm-hmm. I mean, some women are being booked, but it's the same six women that they get to work all the sort of the coolest clubs. Right. You know, like I spent 30 years trying to get into a clubs. Right. And then, right. and granted, do I want to work a club that's run by a guy who doesn't like me? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> it turns out I completely and entirely Dude, do. Dude, that's what I, my first 20 years in show business you just exactly. I was like, how can I explain to you? I don't care if you like me. Yeah. I just want to go up on your stage. Right, right, right. So. I worked but, there with uh, Tim Wilson. Oh, wow. Yeah. God, he was funny. He died. He's dead, right? Yeah, he died. Yeah, I think he died from. I, my theory is it's he worked super super hard and was always driving to gigs and you know bringing merch and stuff like that and mm-hmm. uh, that's Grinding just hard on the body, man. Grinding it out's hardcore. I did two episodes of the Dork Forest about stand up comedy. Weirdly, Augie Smith told a great Brody Stevens story, oh, an yeah. Uncle Dirty story, and that came out actually the week that we're recording this. It's out, and um, and some great, just some really cool grind and then i just recorded one this week as part of the many episodes that needed to be recorded carmen morales mm. talking about doing six years she lived out of her car wow. before she moved here and uh just wow. just grinding it out and and working these clubs and then she'd work a one-nighter and she would 
if she didn't have a place, if she didn't know a comic in that town, she would talk to the comic she worked with. And if they liked her, they'd be like, eh, you got a friend in the next town? You, who, what comics do you know? And so she would just get references and she would just uh, couch surf. In six years, she said she bought two hotel rooms. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. On, on off nights. Every wow. other time she crashed on couches. You, you know, I bought two hotel rooms at the same time and didn't stay in either of them in boston, <laughs> in boston. it's true it's in true. one weekend i know it i'm doing i'm doing some gig with maria in boston next fall we should try and do it again and then there's and and i'm in may oh that's it may 3rd i'm doing portland live wire oh cool yeah we, were we gonna try to do something we we're gonna may try 4th? to do something may 4th but i haven't been able to um yeah to uh, to book it, okay. I haven't been able to to organize it. Oh, well what enough. do you do while you're on tour in Europe? <laughs> it's uh, you know what I am thinking about doing on what? tour when I'm in Europe is listening because I still have 20 hours. Oh my god, I got 20 hours of stand up to listen to, no. and I have you to find. You constantly have 20 hours. Are you just ne- never catching up? I'm not catching up, but I wow. am. But I have gotten through Minneapolis, <laughs> which was at Christmas. Oh my god, and, uh, <laughs> so three months ago. Oh, but man. but the great thing is, is I am getting some great lines that I'm, that I'm coming out of coming out. Of those those sets listening yeah and uh i want to pull out short sets to offer like i want to offer different sets to colbert and yeah, to conan right, right. and to uh, uh the uh cordon yeah, yeah cordon and um and fallon yeah uh, i i i do this thing where i'll i'll think of a new line on stage and i'll i'll be like oh, i'm gonna remember that and then I'm, I'm recording it and then i get off stage and i know i thought of a new line but i can't think of what bit it was in so i i don't even know where to fast forward to oh you know? right because if i spend too much time on stage going remember this i'm out of the moment so yes. i have to immediately go back into right you gotta go back into the joke about. and just and that's why you record that is yeah. why you record but then, but then you have to listen but also i start to daydream when i when i'm listening or i you know other things and then i miss the thing I was looking for, but I don't know what I was looking for. <laughs> well, uh, that's why I move. Remember when Kyle told us how to move the the voice memos over to the VLNC or whatever the hell it's called, VNC. Yes. Although not VLC. necessary anymore because of iPhone's new software. Oh, really? Can I listen to it and move to it and, yes. and go elsewhere? Yeah. On the new voice recording yeah. part of the iPhone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, well, they heard us. They, they, heard our uh, cries. they must have heard our cries. I don't know what that means. Okay. okay, and uh, <laughs> uh, but if I move it over to the audio other thing, nerd. it's still gonna be it's still gonna be compressed, right? Uh, it opens up a little bit here. I don't understand why. Okay, it, just... it opens up a little bit if I move it over to the other software. Well, that's fine. But uh, because what I'm hoping to <laughs> well, we are. I never hide my yawns, guys. I never hide my yawns. We should talk about how great Max Fun is. Hey, I bet you Max Fun has a great show that you could listen to. Hi, it's Ali Kokesh, one of the cast members of Mission to Zix, a new addition to the Max Fun Network. We're blown away by the welcome we've received from Max Fun listeners, telling us you've discovered the show and are binging it hard, supporting us during the drive, and just being rad humans all around. Mission to Zix is an improvised, obsessively sound designed sci fi comedy epic following a group of ambassadors as they explore the ass end of space. I play Dar, the 12-foot-tall omnisexual security officer with furry scales, chest talons, and a series of flaps and shoots that are for... Nah, you know what, you'll figure it out. We'd be delighted if you joined our crew aboard the aging sentient starship, the Bargerian Jade, as we travel the Zix Quadrant, meeting all sorts of weird aliens played by brilliant guest comedians. That's Mission to Zix, Z-Y-X-X. 
and here it is. We're back, you guys. And there it was. There it was. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know what I was thinking of doing, which I don't know if I'll do, but... <laughs> Writing out like a like a total set list, and then after every show, if I were to immediately look at the entire set list and go, and maybe looking at the joke would remind me, oh, this is I thought of something here. I had a feeling of yay, I, I solved this for this joke, and then I know would know where to look at it. Yeah, I, I mean, mean that'd be an amazing task. That would really if I could do that between if you're just working a road show, you get off, you finish. You finish an hour or 55 minutes and then you sell one book and then you go back disgruntled to the green room and look at material. You're like going, I can't believe I haven't dropped that yet. I can't believe I haven't dropped that yet. But I have to say that um, I, in an unrelated thing that I'm trying to do after every, uh, after after shows is brush my teeth. Oh, between shows? No, no. At the end of the night. Uh, so, no, yeah. In between, mean at the end of the night? In between, in between shows. Yeah, after, yeah. Like if there's two shows, but there hasn't been. But like if it's like a Thursday. Yeah. yeah it just, you know what? It just helps me uh, think when I go back to the hotel with a with my teeth brushed for some reason. Oh, inter- I mean, it's you weird... normally brush your teeth at night, right? I brush my teeth before bed like a person. Okay. Uh, but I don't, uh, I don't, uh, Brian Regan does it after his set. And, I, and it made, I was like, why do I, th- why does he do that? And I, so I started doing it. I was like, did he oh, say right. why? Did he, does he feel like all that talking brings up uh, saliva or something and he wants D- it out of his You know mouth what? Or? We never talked about why he did it because I just called him Captain America. And <laughs> uh, so I was busting his chops about it. Um, so he did not go into a sincere reason of why he does it. And then I said, you're a role model, which made me think, well, if he's a role model, why don't you fucking do the thing? Why don't you model? Yeah. Why don't you follow um, well, uh, it's also really important to have a toothbrush and toothpaste at, at a show because you start eating. You don't want food flying out of your mouth when you're on stage. No. So you've got to brush your teeth after you, after you eat. Even if you think, oh, I drank, I cleaned my – it's all out of my mouth. It won't be. Mm-hmm. You're going to be talking, using every muscle in your mouth. Something that's stuck between your teeth is going to come flying out at the audience, and it's or disgusting. It's disgusting, and there's enunciation problems sometimes too. Yes. So yeah. You uh, ever had popcorn and then go up on stage? No. The worst. <laughs> the worst. All right. Well, I think that this is important. That's an important thing it to tell people. It is an important thing. If, I, we I, have a lot of potential TED Talkers right? in our listening audience. I will say um, that I can't wait to come home. That's what that's what I think I'm saying to myself right. when I'm on, when I'm in Turkey. <laughs> but yeah. I think it's going to be incredible. I mean... Are you staying in hotels or are you staying with the troops? I believe both. Uh, okay. But he said that there were hotels. And but there, are they good. hotels that like people visiting the troops use? Well, you know when I went with Vargas to Djibouti, yeah, he showed us the hotel that they usually put people up in, and then brought us to the troops where we stayed in a trailer. And um, and I said, now why would you have shown us <laughs> the amazing? There's an infinity pool that goes into the Red Sea. Wow. And then you're like, why would you? Why, and then why would you take us back to the to the clue, which is a containerized living unit, <laughs> or a chew containerized housing unit? Oh my god! And there's a wet clue and a not wet clue, and we stayed in not wet clues. Not wet clues meant that there was no bathroom in it. Oh my god. There was no toilet or or shower. You had to go use the 
um you had to wet yourself you you no you had to go to the to the big the trailer of of showers oh and my bathrooms God. In, and toilets. in Qatar we stayed it was like this it was a building and, and it was where they just put people like you know oh, like a dorm visit yeah exactly yeah we stayed in a, we stayed in a dorm yes, one a, time basically a dorm a concrete dorm yep which uh, was better we stayed in a concrete dorm in Kuwait which was good in Oman we stayed in tents Whoa. Air conditioned tents because it was 122 degrees. Wow. It was so freaking hot. What do, what are our troops doing in Oman? Uh, the same thing they're doing in Kenya, meddling. <laughs> I assume they are meddling. You're doing shows for meddlers. I am. We Shows for meddlers is exactly what is happening. Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, you know why? Because the United States has a nose problem. Uh, we're in other people's business. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, um, but uh, they're bored. So I'm bringing them a lot of video games and a lot of board games. People sent me so many games. 60 PS4 games. Do they have PS4s? 40, yeah, they have PS4s. Okay. Uh, 40 different card and other card games. Uh-huh. And I pulled out the biggest luggage that isn't unwieldy. And Andy loves Tetris. He loves packing things tightly mm. into luggage and he likes to pack luggage so i was like please make all of these fit but jackie you're gonna have to unpack that stuff every single day and hand out a few little no he's got them set so i can grab the top four okay because it's it's mixed it's like there's a spider-man there's a god of war there's a a uncharted there's a whatever okay and uh and then right underneath that is the two board the two board games one of each kind that i hand Mm -hmm. and i like take this to your library take this to your game room (laughs) right and uh and then by the end of the trip, it should be my, my luggage will be relatively empty and I will have bought a sarong or whatever to <laughs> fill that. Is there anything you've ever wanted from Bulgaria? Do you want a vampire? What can I get for you? I'd like uh, a weightlifter. A weightlifter? Mm-hmm. Excellent. Uh, I, ooh, weightlifter vampire? I am already mentally in bed right now. Are you? <laughs> no. I've gotten a second wind, weirdly enough. I'm curly... Every second, I get more and more in a fetal position. I know it. You've really you've uh, you're you're retreating. What about this? I'm I'm going to do a trigger. Uh, the, here's a here's a conversation that uh, Kyle and I were having before the show, and he came up with a great term, and it is an entourage comedian, right? A comedian who's really good at the sort of the selling themselves, yeah, and and the and the sort of. A professional feature act mm. usually has a podcast and has good friends with sort of powerful do tool bags. Oh, yeah, I know a lot Entourage community. We all yes. know a lot of those guys. Good friends, right? Yeah. And they're just painful when they get on their high horses and start talking about stand-up comedy. And, it, and that's the only time when I want to literally say to somebody, you're not a comic. <laughs> yeah. Because they are. They are comics. They do the job. People leave those clubs going, well, that was stand-up comedy. And I want to follow them and go, not the best stand-up comedy you've ever seen. <laughs> but they're just, I mean, they're, they're marketing geniuses. And um, somebody said something super rude to Patton today. Uh, I saw that. Right. And then somebody and I didn't, I don't know who that comic is. Yeah, I don't, but know, that, I, I don't think I know that guy either. I just sent a solidarity note to Patton and uh just solidarity tweet because that's where we're at and uh, (laughs) so but the weird thing is is some woman of later uh had a screenshot of some bot that she has or some some way of figuring out that 
over half of his 60% of his followers, this comics Mm -hmm. are, are, um, aren't real. Oh yeah, you can figure that out with anybody. I forget what the thing is. Where yeah. you go for that? And yeah, I, was like, I had a pretty high percentage of real people. Well, that's and I was like, do me, do me. How many of my people are real? Yeah, because um, there was when I first joined Twitter, I bought a bot. Yeah, and what that bot did was it found like what it would do is. Uh, and I and I did it with Hardwick, essentially Chris Hardwick, because of Nerdist, and this is uh, 2009, I think mm-hmm. it was, and when I joined, and so it was 10 years ago, and I went and Hardwick had like a hundred thousand followers or something, felt insane at the time, right? And I was like, who? D- d- uh, and it would automatically request. Wait, was it MySpace? No, I think it was. I think it was Twitter. It would automatically follow all of these people that followed him and you know, you get an alert. These people are following you and, and then automatically four days later, if none of them followed me back, mm-hmm. it would unfollow them. Oh, and it would do a hundred people every day until Twitter, um, realized that there was a bot doing that and then they blocked it. Oh, and so then, that's how people got a lot of followers. Or that's how on. you get a lot of followers initially. Oh. And I think that's how I got my first like thousand and I and I believe that that bot or that that little crawly thing that did that thing for me was twelve dollars, and so but it, but it was very targeted, yeah, you know, and it was sort of a real thing. I was like, hey, hit up because people who like Chris Hardwick would like me because we're both nerds, oh. darks, you know. And I did this, you know. Look at you! You look at you interfering in the 2016 campaign. <laughs> I'm an entourage comedian at this, <laughs> at, but on a very baby level. You know, because I like the idea of, I mean, I don't like the idea of branding and, 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 and pu- putting myself out there. But you know what I do like is interacting with the fans. Mm-hmm. So to do that, I have to have that social media presence. You know, that's one thing I was worried about this week. I was thinking about this week because, um, again, we're a couple of weeks away from when this is dropping. But uh, there's a picture of Joe Rogan on InfoWars. I did not participate i didn't listen to it but it was just like no i'm not listening what the fuck is happening what it's it's are people just not being comedians after a while (laughs) like they get to a certain point they're like you know what i'm just gonna pundit my way out of this and then (laughs) i'm just gonna sit in one place and have uh and riff because that's that's what i'm sure that's what he did right i don't know i didn't watch it i was so appalled to see that he would be on with you know, I know he had people. Alex Jones on his podcast too. Did he? It's, yeah, it's just disgusting. No, there's no worse person that's not an actual criminal than Alex Jones. And just this week, one of the Sandy Hook dads killed himself, yeah. and Alex Jones was immediately on the same podcast that he had Joe Rogan on, uh, saying that the death was a hoax or he was murdered. He was throwing out some ridiculous like. The the motherfucker just killed himself. Like his family, it, it's a it's a whole new fucking wound. Yeah, and you've decided to do the hoax thing again and yeah. again. Sick your trolls on these people. It's it's astonishing and and I'm and I'm so appalled that any stand up is involved or attracted or just to aso- that. associated to it. Yeah, because you know what this stand up comedy has 
it has real power. This the you the know, way that that you can genuinely you can yeah mug and milk the good like you know there you can you know how to work a crowd. It's not an easy thing to learn how to do. And once you're you know Rogan wouldn't be my favorite stand up ever ever. But he's he does a good job. He, he does his job. Yeah, he does and the so job. You work so hard to get that skill and to get an audience, and then you just go off the deep end and start hanging out with a. A conspiracy theorist it's right right it's, it's just a weird uh how did you know somebody put it very well and i'm gonna genuinely i'm gonna look it up because it was it was a way that somebody u- was not using their powers correctly uh mm. tell a story um well who am i telling can we the just week. pause comic for a second 34. do the comic of the week okay to nobody because you're looking at your phone and Kyle's typing. Kyle's going to stare deeply into your eyes. Ty- Kyle's on Craigslist right now looking for a new job <laughs> for a different podcast. Um, our comic of the week, I also work with her in Seattle at Laughs. Her name is Jackie Gold and she lives in Los Angeles. But we, I, I think I, I like her the- name. Yes. Uh, Gold. No, Jackie. Mm. Uh, so uh, I think we may have worked once together because when I saw her on stage, I go, oh, yeah, yeah, I know this girl. Um, but uh, it's sometimes weird how you 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 can not see somebody in a city you're in a lot and then all the, the city you're never in. And that's where you hook up with them. Anyway, so she was very funny and she did a couple sets on my shows at Laughs and check her out, Jackie Gold. Jackie Gold. I like the idea. And I probably met her when I was up in Seattle, but mm-hmm. uh, have spaced uh, my brain as a sieve. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, there's the thing is, is is there's a there's a point in stand up comedy when you can where where you stop thinking of yourself as um, someone who has ideas and that you can share with people and mm-hmm. and examine different like real real situations and real real issues right and um so this is what a friend of ours wrote about someone who isn't a friend of ours but who is could be anyway uh this person this is, is a comic on comic comment. this is comic on comic okay uh this person is an ideologue leaning towards demagogue it's disheartening i read a little bit of the back and forth um he, and then he said that I was extremely bright and articulate. And then he said, this guy is bright, but uses his intelligence to bully. Name. And um, so check that. That's the Twitter feed. Dude, so, your, uh, your screen is so dim. Oh, is How it? I'm supposed to read this. So, well, it's uh, you're going blind. And um, Oh, yeah. I love this guy. And, uh, and the guy and he's, he's talking, talking about, about? it's um, uh, last name. Last name. That guy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I so, know. I right, know. right. So that was that was the conversation I had. But but using his intelligence to bully was the line that I was looking for. Guys like that kind of. Uh, I believe Joe Rogan does that thing that that ir- what irritates me about his stand up comedy is that he says I'm just a regular dumb guy and I do dumb things. Right. And no, he isn't. He isn't a dumb guy who does dumb things. He's a smart guy who mm-hmm. does dumb things and then doesn't want to defend them. Mm. And he just wants to pretend that he's, he's doing it because he's dumb. Mm. And it's incredibly disingenuous. And it's not... And I'm sure he... 
<laughs> it's like disingenuous. Who talks like that? Disingenuous. Who kind of who would say a word like that? And it's like I don't know. <laughs> well, you're not would- obviously not a regular lady who does regular things. Right, exactly. <laughs> I am definitely a regular lady who does regular things. Mm-hmm. Here's here's the thing though. I think like if you're you're only talking to your audience all the time, right? right? And so when you start like his podcast is very long. He's got he's got a very strong connection with his fans and his fans yeah. listen to the entire podcast and it's it's very it's Are idiotic. you guys still out there? Are you still listening? <laughs> Are you but listening I mean, to us? <laughs> he it you when you start only talking to people who already think like you, you guys are all going to go down a rabbit hole together. Yeah, yeah. And it's I think it's a danger with any comic that gets a certain level of success is that that you start to have a shorthand with your fans. And as a comic, your job is to be able to walk into any any situation and make that audience laugh. Right. And, and if you have to unpack, you should be able to unpack. What do you mean? Unpack? Like unpack like the topic. You shouldn't have a shorthand. Oh, sure. And you it, should be able to. Right. And you also need to appeal to people that are outside your fan base. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have to and you start doing shows year after year and just your fans keep coming and they keep cheering you and they love everything you do and and they're part of you now, then you don't have to work that hard anymore. You know, well, you, you if I, you know, not unless you choose to. You know, you don't have to. Right. I mean, yeah. So you, you would have to choose to, I guess. Yeah, you a would, better way. You're not being forced to. Yeah. And no one's no one wants to work hard. I mean, we <laughs> all would love everything to be easier. So so of course you're naturally going to be like, "Hey, all I have to do is entertain these people who came out to my show the moment they heard it was me." You know, that that's that's a dangerous uh that's a dangerous place to be in a way because a real comedian can entertain people that just wandered in and don't know who you are and don't like female comics, but oh my God, you did it. You're yeah. funny. They don't like your race. They don't like whatever. And you, you overcome that. That's part of being a really good comedian. Yeah. And when you're only preaching to the people you've converted, yeah. then, then I think you can go down these rabbit holes that it seems like Joe Rogan might be going down where he's only talking to people that, Take you know, the supplements that, you know, I mean, it's all this whole world. And the fact that you wouldn't notice you're on that you're that you're in, in a parallel lane with Alex Jones. It's like, what? What's yeah, with missing? white supremacists no one's and Nazis you, and tinfoil hats. And- but like no one's talking to you. No, you don't get out of the of the of the the group of the people that you talk to all the time and but saying that's exactly a fucking monster and look what he's done to these parents and these people and these and the things he said about these dead kindergartners what the fuck yeah i don't know no no i and and but but that's key is that nobody talks to these people is has been the battle cry against sort of famous people forever where it's just like yes. where mm-hmm. you nobody talked to him and told him that he was doing too many drugs nobody talked to him and said that he should stop touching yeah. little kids nobody talked to him and said that he shouldn't roofie people right you know it's uh no no one is talking to them uh the people around joe rogan are the people who are making money i believe he's owned by a hedge fund ah! i am almost ah, certain ah, ah. That he is owned by a hedge fund. Well, he's got shareholders to answer to, Jackie. So I understand. <laughs> they want to make now. money and they don't care how. So he's a hedge fund comic. It's a lot like an entourage but, comic. But he, he <laughs> that seeing that picture and that then there's again what the name you just wrote down. But there's there's some older male comics on the left that have 
to me crossed some weird line of they're just assholes on the internet now talking about Bernie. And, (laughs) you know, there's there's a cackling by Kyle in the background. Like, hey, our first job is comedian, you know? Yeah. And I understand getting, you know, I get political you get political right but we're and, also- you, and you get to because you have a personal you know you have a personal life as well but, and, and you're a you, voter but you also kind of go oh you know you don't have to fucking call your fellow comics out and we'll work just calling out joe rogan so maybe we're doing that too but it's just it's it's um it it feels like some people are some i i, I don't know it's a, maybe a generational thing of hopelessness of some older guys. Is well, that possible? <laughs> uh, those guys think, you know, there's a whole generation of guys that didn't get to be Drew Carey, right? Mm-hmm. That worked the same. They were clubs. promised the same thing. They At were least just, we weren't promised it. Right. We were like, promised never, nothing. You might be able to be Drew's wife if you, you're if 30 you pounds young. 30, pa- yes, 30, 70, 30 pounds, uh, yes. weigh 30 pounds less and 200 pounds less than him. Right. Then you'd be qualified to be exactly. his wife on the sitcom and have two and, lines. Um, but so the, we, already, we knew it was shit early on, right? But the the what those the, yeah. So the bitterness is there, and the and and that is what that is. They wanted to. They all thought they were going to be Seinfeld, right. And Drew Carey and those guys. And they when they didn't get it, they didn't feel just. And they're like, well, clearly it's a conspiracy. <laughs> and you're like, it clearly is not a conspiracy. Shit just doesn't work out sometimes, where you are enormously successful, and that's not enough for you. And. The fact is, is you have a giant Scrooge McDuck pool full of money. No, I don't think they all do. Um, well, they have plenty of money. Some of them. Some of them don't. Some I of mean, them. They're, they're never, not fabulously They wealthy. were always on the sidelines and they stayed there. And Wait, but the, the two guys that we were just talking about, they both own their own homes in Los Angeles. Okay. but Which is. You can own a home and be home poor because if that's all you own. Uh, it, it, you, you're but where, there's home poor and there's poor poor. Right, but but if you if you have a mortgage and you barely cover your mortgage and even though your home is worth uh, eight hundred thousand dollars, it's only that you only have that money when you sell it and leave, and w- then where you're gonna get go, where are you well, gonna go? But let's say your let's say your mortgage is two grand a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, your rent's gonna be two grand a month. So find two grand a month is your task, right? Mor- Which is always what it's been. Two grand a month for rent, if and mortgages are higher than that. Unless, well, you're. I don't know. I guess it depends when you bought completely. But two grand a month is you're not going to find a, the same comparable space if you've got a family. You're not going to be able to put kids and a wife in that, right? Uh, I assume your wife works, but um, the um, but the the weird thing is is. We've, we've gotten off topic and the fact totally off topic, which I is that ta- I don't even know what we're talking about. Right, anymore. right. It, it, we took a spiral. You got anything, Kyle, no. about what we were talking about? Were you just checking your email? No worries. Uh, so it's it's, uh, it's such a complicated topic that, that I think there is there's so many layers to it, and each one is such a right. Thing. Well, and, I, and I, here's the old. I just want to say this is that there's these old white guys who are all tinfoil hat runners now. Mm-hmm. They. The first job, what I want the first job of stand-up comics to be is to punch up. And it is never to have some sort of weird cult. 
And all right. of these guys want to be Bill Hicks, and they want their Lenny Bruce cult. They want right. their Lenny Bruce cult. They want their Doug Stanhope cult. They want their and the thing is, is Doug Stanhope has that cult, and he doesn't abuse but his problem. Exactly, his power. He's not that. He he isn't that guy. Yes, he is. His name has he never could been. Be, and he isn't. He chooses not to be. We've never written Doug Stanhope's yeah. name on a piece of paper. Because you can just say anything. <laughs> We could just right. We could just just alert the media as to what he's uh, as to what he's done. No, he is very consciously not gone down that road, or unconsciously because he's not a monster. Right? Yeah. True. I mean, one of those. Right. He, do, he didn't. Who moves to Bisbee? Exactly. You yeah. do not want the same things. Yeah. Right. You, you don't want to be Drew Carey if you don't. If you because he was Why here. Is Drew Carey, your model of what every so guy wants. Well, because <laughs> he, he had really, the sitcom. He he, yeah, he did. And, and he, it, I'm right. not even kidding you. I wish I could remember the name of the dinosaurs that said to me, "You know, I came up with him. I should have. <laughs> oh I should have been him." <laughs> Dude, he's not even good looking. And you're like, stop talking. You don't and, have uh, to remember. It was every dinosaur. <laughs> it was every. Here's the, but here's the thing. Like, we're uh, around the same age as some of these guys, right? Yep. And we've been doing it as long as they have. But I think you and I feel a little rejuvenated because all of a sudden the doors are opening for female comics. Now, the same way, it's not opening the same way for you and I as it is right. for 35-year-olds. But it's opening a little bit. And it's like, hey, maybe we'll get something. Well, here's... And, and it's kind of exciting versus... Is that, is that what guys, excites you? It's like, it's like, oh, you know, everyone's on to white guys. So the, so the 28-year-old white guys are like, I'm going to be really good. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm going to be a cool guy. And, and they can find their way. But if you're like a 60-year-old white guy who is good but not you're great... Right. You're right. And there's, there's you know... But you, but you're you're you don't given, have an excuse. Yes, and you're given hope by the fact that there's all these younger women that, and you're like, well, maybe I'll get something from it because they're they're looking at women comics now for the first partially, time. Partially, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's not the only thing, but partially, right. yeah. Because what and and I I feel that, mm-hmm. but I also feel like there's so many young women comics that they can't not see us anymore, and that's kind of awesome. Where I'm just like every time one of the one of one of the, the younger crowd like pipe up and say, no, fuck you. We, we're not, what are you doing? And I'm like, Oh, I sat through that any number of times. I know. I'm I'm just, I'm so happy for them. I know. It's exciting. I'm like, go, 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 go get them. And, um, like the whole thing with John Cleese, where are we at? Can I? Okay. Okay. So, um, and I don't want to badmouth John Cleese. I mostly, mostly I because his he's daughter. Bang- and he's bankrolling a club in San, San, uh, Santa Barbara. Oh yeah, let's so, let's, uh, be let's, smart. let's let's be real but smart. His daughter, about John I, his daughter's I very know. funny. She's been a comic of the week, Camilla Cleese. Right, but I've never met her. Really funny joke writer. Good, really nice, hard worker, like everything you want. Right. So I, uh, she's great, and and we all have. A, an old dad, <laughs> you know, right. I mean, and I had an old dad and if, I, if my dad were still alive, he'd be, uh, uh, you know, he at might the Amy be a Schumer? Trump voter. I don't even know. It's so glad he died before I found out. Yeah. But I'm saying we all have an, a dad that's of a generation that thinks well, a certain way and well, can't. whatever he, he tweeted that he thought that Amy Schumer's was and it was it Amy clear- Schumer or Nicole Byer. I Nicole Byer thought it was her. Oh, did she? Yeah. And other people thought it was Amy. Sch- Whatever it was, it was somebody. It was somebody who wasn't super fucking thin. Except for that, Amy Schumer was pregnant in hers. I, 
I don't That's think a very Romy and Michelle kind of. I'm not sure it was uh, <laughs> But the, he objected to somebody saying they were so fat they couldn't find their pussy. As that was the example of the joke that he but did now, not like. Maybe that's not word for I'm sure it's not word for word. I, don't, I have no idea. I don't no, know no, the, the tweet. The, the tweet said that I'm, uh, I'm, I'm so fat that I can't find my okay. pussy. But I, was, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure whose joke exactly that was. Yeah, we don't know whose joke that the was. The person properly. Right. And he might not have been co- quoting the person properly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Even though that's some comedy gold right there. <laughs> Imagine being so foot fat you can't find your pussy. I've never heard a comparable joke from a guy where he's so fat he can't find his. Oh, wait. Yeah, I've heard that 30,000 times right. in other news. Uh, and so anyway, it led to this whole thing about uh, women comics. He's like, oh, I didn't know Netflix was looking for people to talk about bodily functions and being fat. And I don't well, I haven't seen a lot of Monty Python. Yeah. But I don't know if you remember a little sketch called Mr. Creosote. Uh, it was essentially about a guy in a fat suit who went to a restaurant and ate himself so much he threw up for the rest of the sketch. Uh, there was another thing in one of his movies called Every Sperm is Sacred. Mm-hmm. And it was a song about <laughs> about sperm. So, um, yeah. John, listen. And, and the thing is, is that's exactly what Netflix is like. If there were four young guys, if Monty Python had never existed, and there were four young guys and an animator who came together mm-hmm. and had sketches like Monty Python now, mm-hmm. Netflix would snap them up. They would think it was the funniest fucking thing in the world because mm-hmm. it was. Right? Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of comedies bodily functions. Yeah, yeah those sure are the, is. the most impo- embar- embarrassing parts of being human is bodily functions. And right. And so it's about initially stuff. it's it's everybody's first three years. You yeah. might as well be a monkey. And it's your it last three wall. years as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's why I don't want to see Bob Newman. <laughs> but but, um, you know, the thing about regulating what female comics talk about is just it's it's really it's it's an old it's an old complaint yeah. and it's tiresome. It's an old chestnut. Um, you might want to put that one away. You, they've been trying to control our language, what we talk about. They, that attitude. Right. Since you and I started, since yep. before that. You know, oh, don't be one of those female comics that talks about, and then you could just come up with a list of the things list. that we're not supposed to talk about. And so, right, so I never did. I'll cut off that limb, that limb, that limb. Let's see, what other, what experiences do I have left? Not yeah, no, much. I'm a doorstop is what I am because I'm right. limbless. But uh, I was still a fu- funnier doorstop than half of those guys. The thing so is, fuck those guys. Yes, but also, you know, every every person coming up is in a body, and mm-hmm. we all discover our bodies in our own way. So, um, you know, you when you discover the way to talk about your vagina or your dick, you're gonna do it right. That it's you only have one and. You're allowed it's to yours. have the same metamorphosis that everybody else does. Right. Hopefully, you won't do it exactly the way 4,000 other comics have done it before you. New twist. But, yeah, but you also, it's hard to be aware of every fucking comic that ever had a special on going back to, you know, when HBO first started. So, you know, everyone's going to be discovering their their voice and... You know- they're you t- know Jay Elvis Weinstein, right? Josh yes. Weinstein. Mm-hmm. He uh, he tweeted something the other week about how he was looking into an, uh, a joke, so he looked it up to make sure the IP like it oh, hadn't been addressed, yeah. and it came up with him. He that had he, written a joke yeah. uh, two years earlier. Yeah, the same joke. <laughs> the yeah, same yeah. joke. <laughs> and which is a classic stand-up comedy yes. moment, right? Oh yeah, 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 for sure. 
So, you know, uh, so whatever comic, female comic he was talking about. Yeah, you know, which whoever it was. Whoever it was, you know, uh, she's allowed to go there. And right. hopefully it was clever and, and unique. And, and if it wasn't, turns out there's a different comic next week. <laughs> I know. That's what I always tell they the released, audience. Like, how many, did they release 45 on New Year's Day or something like that? I know. Some ghastly number. It's always like. Some way to and, completely and then there's, diminish comedy. Well... Of a, a guy who isn't a bad guy. He's a better guy today than he was when he said this to me when I, in 2003, he who? said, um, write it, write it down. Uh, he said, when I got my half hour special, he said, uh, oh, how oh. many did they shoot this year? And I said, 25. And he said, oh, it doesn't matter anymore then. Ooh. Oh, Jesus. And so he didn't even hear that he said it. So it was thoughtless. Did he have one? He did not, and that's why he wanted it. But he was working. Oh, see, so he was telling himself it doesn't matter anymore. Yes. It but he said it out loud, well, and I was a, in the room. It wasn't because a female comic got no. it, that it doesn't matter anymore. No, no, it was, it was because the there were 20, it was the number of specials. Oh, he said, oh, it doesn't right. matter anymore. And so, I, and you're right. He was just giving himself a pep talk. Right. Uh, but on the back of me. Oh, yeah. Like by Awful. stepping on my neck as he did it. Yes, yes. Yeah, Classless. so it was brutal. Yeah. Hmm. Where are we at, if I might ask? That's not bad. Let's. Hey, everybody. This is J. Keith Van Stratton, host of Go Fact Yourself, a live game show here in the Maximum Fun Network. On Go Fact Yourself, we take the smartest people we know and make them look dumb. Oh, by the way, how much do you know about chicken husbandry? You gotta give them that grain. <laughs> All right. You gotta give them that grain. And then smart again. What future Hall of Fame pitcher for the Cleveland Indians became the first active player to enlist? Bob Feller. When- oh, okay. <laughs> We've got me, co-host Helen Hong, plus celebrity guests and actual surprise experts. All right, we have an expert on hand who can tell us for sure. Is it oh. Alan Amy? Helen, who do we have tonight? Alan Havey! Alan Havey! In the coming weeks, you can hear guests like Maria Bamford, Tom Bergeron, Paul F. Tompkins, Janet Varney, and Grant Imahara. Check us out on the first and third Friday of every month here on the Maximum Fun Network. You know, we never get to rest during the draw. I always get excited, and then we have to start talking again immediately. But we only have a couple more minutes. That's true. It's true. What do you want to get out of your next set? Oh, God, I hate these conversations. (laughs) No, my next set, it's, let's see, I, oh my gosh, you know what I did? I canceled a set. I saw that. It's supposed to be tomorrow night. You offered it up. I offered the powers. Because my kid is so annoyed that I've been doing spots this week. And this is the first week that he's been alone. Yeah, my right? mom's not here. So I said, all right, so Thursday, th- this will be for, thir- this, we're doing this on a Wednesday. So Thursday night, he he almost never has homework on Thursday night. This is the last night my mom is not going to be here. So we're, we get the whole house, the whole, whatever, the little tiny house to ourselves. Yeah, but the whole space to yourselves. Yes, we don't have her what are you ab- gonna do? always observant eyes, commenting on things, staring. You may do nothing. Oh, nothing, right. Just going to chill out. But I so I, I said, all right, I'm just going to cancel the spot and we'll just spend this time together. But it did not feel good. <laughs> and I emailed. I thought about taking it. But yeah. on Friday, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving next week. Lisa Traeger took it. Good. Yeah. She wasn't even, someone else suggested her, said oh, oh. she's in town. And so I emailed the guy and he was like, oh, that'd be great. So I yeah. sort of. Uh, 
It's always fun. Facilitated in that. And I'm sure it's going to be, it's a sold out show. He already told me it was sold out. So it's uh, like I'm missing a killer set at the improv. But my son, this is, these are the decisions that I did not want to have to be making when I was pregnant. Right. But you're never going to regret spending time with your son. I already regret it. Right. You regret it now. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) but after, after it's over, like next week. When he has to sit uh, here with your mom while you do sets, I know. you will be happy that you had that tomorrow with him. Yeah. And that'll be nice. Yeah. Um, I would like to have recorded my album already. I would like to have finished this hour already so that it could be already be done and I could work on the next hour. Because I keep, and this is a quality problem and I know that, I'm coming up with new premises. That I also that I want to work on, but I have to tighten up the existing forty-five. God, this fucking new hours pressure! I can't take it. Well, it's been two years now since my last album, Damn, and I like you, to how do. How long it's been for me? I like to do a new album every three years because hmm. uh, otherwise, uh, I don't know. I like to get it down so I can move on to something else if I do. You know, the number of people who are like, or when are you going to do that? Uh, the 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 la pet joke and i'm like i don't want i i, I barely remember it and they're like when are you gonna do the the indian uh, the indian casino you know the native american frozen food thing and i was like what is that joke and oh you mean on an album no i already did them on the album so okay. now i don't have to do them live and i don't lose jokes because of it because if i don't do the album i don't want to I, I lose jokes don't you just lose jokes because you they aren't but if, good enough for the you attrition or well, no, uh, I guess I lost a lot of jokes. You, you, you've, you have so many albums in you. If you had done an album every couple of years, yeah, I, I should have. But, but I would look back on that material now and go, ah. Uh. Well, I do that, but I um some of it and some of it. I'm just like I am amazing. You ever do that? <laughs> you ever just look back and go, look who's a genius? Look, look who nailed it right there. Did, did Wayne? Um... <laughs> I like that we've just yeah yeah yeah. Wait, no no no. I'm trying. Did somebody remaster a bunch of old recordings? Um. Uh, and just release some old stuff. Comic? Wayne, just, just like some old... Oh my God, I'm like blanking Fetterman on his last or? name. Yes, Wayne Fetterman. Really? I thought he did. I he wouldn't be surprised. He might have taken some old... Like, I we, remember we have the recordings of old sets where I wouldn't want to go back and do old jokes again, but if I could do take a 45-minute set from like... 99 or something when yeah, I was I closing on the talking and I, penis. And every time I, every, every time I, I delete a set, I'm like, oh, I bet you 10 years ago from now you're going to want to know what you were doing. And, uh, but I, I'm not sure I'm going to. I think right, you that's can, what you I can dip think. in, look at one set every three months and find material that you may have lost, right? Sure. I mean, if, 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 I, if I logged every set that I have on my phone right now, uh, and delete, and I I need the space because I, I I'm not using the cloud, Lori. Mm. I know I should be using the cloud, but I'm not using it, mm-hmm. and um, so I need space on my phone. But um, but I I, I don't want to keep old sets and then and then you know do some more, some best of business. But I remember the year Mike Kaplan put out four albums. I think he his sound exchange money went up, uh, and he was like, oh, let's let's just start cranking them out what the fuck yeah yeah some of it was music what yeah yeah he's yeah you know he was on the dork force talking about doing a lot of ayahuasca oh man yeah, yeah. dragons are telling him to do stuff as soon as my son 
is out of here. It's life-changing, Jackie. You're going to do music? No, no, my mom will probably still be alive. <laughs> right. You got to wait until... I mean, you got another six years. Oh, God. For the, for the young man uh, to grow up and to become... I the hope. young man that he's going to become. Mm-hmm. Kyle. Sorry, I'm lost in this Wayne Federman album. It's three decades worth of material on three discs. Whoa. Three Wayne Fetterman took three did decades. Did he re-record it or did he no, just... It's all, like, but unreleased like, stuff? Remastered, yeah, unreleased. Wow. Wow. Broken up into 47 tracks that Sirius can now play. Yeah. Wow. Ka-ching. I love that his L.A. River joke is so funny. Oh, I don't, God. He's so hilarious. My God, he's funny. Yeah. But okay. <laughs> Dude, please. Right? I think well, we're... Bye. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.